Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Hello, wrestling fans. The break is over. I guess you call it a Thanksgiving break. Nate and Kyle here with you, and this is the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Kyle, how you doing? Good, it good. Is, it is cold outside. Yeah. Cold outside. Man, it's cold outside. Baby, don't leave. It's cold outside. <laughs> oh God, we can't. We can't sing that song, and we can't watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Why can't we watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? What's uh, wrong with them? They, they now they they're going after Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, saying that some of the characters are psychotic, and um, yeah, and then the the Charlie Brown Christmas you can't watch that because the the African American kid sits by him on his own end of the table. You know, I mean. I hate social justice warriors. I hate them. Like, well, seriously, like, do you really have to have to have this empty? Do you have to bring your empty, sad, negative life and ruin everything for everybody else? For fuck's sake. (laughs) Leave it. I, I, I say all the time when I see them, like, talking out about something or bitching about something, it's like, can't you just leave shit alone? Leave it alone. Change the channel. God, you have a. We have what four thousand channels on cable now. You can't watch something else so that we can enjoy what we want to watch. How many radio channels are there with satellite radio and everything? You can't listen to something else other than "Baby, It's Cold Outside." Go fucking piss up a rope. <laughs> well, it's just like this. Have you heard about the shit that happened with Kevin Hart? Yes. Yeah, what a bunch of horse shit. You know what it's you're like? Gonna get, first you're of all, get pissed at a comedian. Right. Well, first they attack him because he has a, he had a, a um, Cowboys and Indians birthday for his kid. Because you know that's that's racist against the Native Americans or whatever. It's like, well, you know what? It's not your house. It's not your kid. Mind your fucking business. Secondly, now he's not allowed to to. Uh, Host the what is it the Oscars or whatever because he, he in 2011 he made gay jokes. What comedian hasn't made gay jokes? Like why can't people just be funny anymore? Why do you have to be offended by? And that's the thing. Being offended is a choice. You know, you choose to be offended. Nobody's making you be offended. That's the point of comedians is to make light of. Mm-hmm. It's like does anybody get the idea that he is making fun of like the people? That are like it right. just, it's satire. Well, and you think about the the most sad point of it would be if you think about today's day and age and today's environment, you would never ever have a Richard Pryor or a George Carlin. No, there's no. You way. know, they wouldn't be allowed to. I don't know. I love I love how people like that are are all about. They want you know. They say their liberties are, are trampled on and stuff, but when it comes to someone else's freedom of speech or freedom of expression, they just want to shit on it. Well, this hasn't been a wrestling podcast so far, has it? 
Well, <laughs> I mean, fuck, it's just, it's the world is going to hell. Well, and two weeks ago, not not good news for wrestling fans, two weeks ago had to be the worst episode of Monday Night Raw I've ever seen in my life. <sighs> this week was much better. It wasn't much better. And I wish, I, I don't know, I don't know who in WWE has ever seen I've never I've never liked the guy. I don't know who sees something in Baron Corbin. I hate Baron Corbin. He's boring. And and it's a combination I think of him being boring and the fact that the the general manager gimmick is so tired, you know? Like that shit should have been put away 10 years ago. And I don't know. I, I whatever. He's just he's so bad. And you have you have talents like Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley who are phenomenal talents and they're they're lost in this stupid angle with him. <sighs> it just it's they it's it's filler is mm-hmm. what it is. It's you know they don't care because it's like oh look, you know, here in what a few weeks we'll be gearing up for Royal Rumble and the Mania, so mm-hmm. you know, it, so what if we had a bad couple Episodes yeah, but it's because just, it's just it doesn't matter. It's just progressively getting worse. Like and the booking, like this week, this week infuriated me. Infuriated me watching Raw. All right, you have Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. They've been a dominant heel team for what? How many months now? Probably what most of the year. I don't remember exactly when Drew, you know, when they when they formed that, but they they're they're this great tag team. Um, when they had their tag match, I forget which pay-per-view it was this year, but their tag match they had with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose on that pay-per-view this year is my favorite match of the year um, for for main roster WWE. Uh, there have been better matches in NXT, but main roster WWE, those two are, okay, so they have this, this awesome heel faction, and you come to the point where they're breaking up, and... They break up, and they have literally have their match on Raw right after they break up. Yeah. So why not? Why why the shit am I in? Why would I even be in, invested in their their feud now? You know, you've already given me the match. God, it was so stupid. Like, why 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 do that now? Why not? That could have been a WrestleMania match. You know. That you could have you could have milked that through Rumble. Maybe have one of them eliminate the other one during the Rumble or something. Maybe have one of them eliminate the other one at the Elimination Chamber. Build some tension. But no, we don't tell stories in wrestling anymore. <laughs> or not in WWE, we don't. And that's the thing that it's become. You know, I was kind of wondering would it be would it be helpful for them to have an off season? Hmm. You know, to sit there and go like, look, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to shake up things and we're going to go away for, you know, whatever. We'll, well, we'll you could go even... away after WrestleMania and come back after SummerSlam. Right. You could even take, you could even take, um, have the, you could have, I'm I'm trying to think of how you could do that. You could take them 
Because I was going to say alternate between Raw and SmackDown. But you want you know obviously there's more there's more money for the company to be made if both shows are on, but maybe even not ever necessarily have a season for the show, but have have wrestlers intermittently come in and out. You know what I mean? Like you take Drew McIntyre and you take him off of TV for three months, and then oh next week Drew McIntyre's returning to Raw. His off season's over. Right. Something you know? because the problem is that you know guys are getting hurt. Mm-hmm. You know they're overexposed. The storytelling, like the storytelling, the storytelling's garbage. <laughs> well, it, it's it's not because they can't do a good job. We know they can do a good job. Mm-hmm. That's not the problem. The problem isn't that you know the writers suck. The writers, when they try, they can do something. When Vince tries, he can do something great. Right. The problem is that I think that they're just like, eh, doesn't matter because it's. Because it's a placeholder until we get to WrestleMania. It's a placeholder until Royal Rumble. Yeah. At least there's something on, you know, at least it's Monday Night Raw. And it's all. And, and that that's the thing that's made me wonder, too, about you mentioned WrestleMania. They've given so much stuff away on, like, second-tier pay-per-views. And, and then you have injuries, and then you have all this other stuff. I don't know. I don't know what WrestleMania looks like this year. And yeah, I, would, I know I, this is the first time that I'm not really excited about WrestleMania. Yeah, I have no idea. Now, I was thinking about this the other day. I think I, I wonder if you know the Royal Rumble's coming up, and you always have surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble, and if if Triple H isn't good to go. For mania and just the, the, I think this could be a good story. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> if Triple H isn't good to go for mania, and you have Daniel Bryan as a heel, you keep the title on him going to WrestleMania, and then you have a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble, and that surprise entrant is now a liked babyface Batista. Can you? go back to the story of WrestleMania 30 and five years later, you know, do you see what I'm saying? Like, Oh, I think that would be interesting. I think you're you're right to go to Batista and Daniel Bryan. And now, now you're actually going to get the reaction for Batista. You want because people really are okay with booing. I'm surprised when they turned him heel. I didn't think it was going to work. But he's done a good job of being a heel, and people are okay with booing him. So well, I, I think I think that you could probably get away now with doing Batista and Daniel, and Batista could actually be the babyface. Well, and Batista's going to get cheered. I'm sorry, but you know mm-hmm. the fact is, the last time he was in WrestleMania, he was just getting ready to join, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah, everything. He's much more popular now, huh? He's much more popular now. Oh God! Especially with coming out and what is it, April? Yeah, right around WrestleMania time. Yeah, people are going to be. We were talking about that before we came on the podcast. Mm-hmm. How you know it's the most <clears throat> anticipated trailer, right? It's the most anticipated movie. There's no way he's not going to get cheered. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know what I, what what I was. I think I might have been. 
reading an article or something about WrestleMania 30, and that's what made me think of that, was, you know, you could go back to that, because the story that, that they were trying to tell going into WrestleMania 30, um, first of all, it would be different now, because like we said, Batista's a much more popular figure, but also because you have... You you have Daniel Bryan in the main event. He's not now. Daniel Bryan is you know. I mean, he's he's been given the push people want him to wanted him to be given. He's turned heel. They've accepted that he's a heel. And Batista's in a much better place. So I think you can tell that story with those two now, and you could actually have something going into into WrestleMania. I agree. And I don't oh. know. I don't know um, what their plans are with. I'm assuming Undertaker's wrestling this year. I, yeah, I would be the same way. I would, you know. And I mean, with that does, one, does he does he go against John Cena again? I think so. In an I, actual match, match. I think what? Yeah, I think what happened last time was to set up something for this time. I really do. I I, I don't think that last year was was the end of that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I mean, then you got, I, I don't know. I, I think the only logical opponent for, for Brock Lesnar is Seth Rollins. He's, he's the most super over babyface on the raw roster. And obviously they, they, what they should have done was had Rollins and Ambrose at WrestleMania. They should have let that build, but they're not going to. So now, I mean, the only logical match for Lesnar, I think, is is Seth Rollins. So you got. And, go ahead. And can I say that I'm I am fucking horrified with what they've done with that fucking build up. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, it didn't start off bad. No, the, the first couple it's of the first start off with promise. Yeah, the first couple of weeks were pretty good. This week, that whole doctor thing, I think that was this week. I mean, I'm, I'm like shell shocked at this point. I can't. The shows are so monotonous that I can't. I can't remember which week was which. Why? Why was a heel taking a shot in the ass for yeah. comedy? Yeah, especially that character that you're building as you know, super crazy bastard Dean Ambrose. Who, and this is no. To me, this is no knock on Ambrose. Ambrose is, is fantastic at his job. He's a great heat seeker. He's 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 a fantastic heel. I've always liked him better as a heel. Um, uh, the it was last week. It was last week that he got the shot because it was this week that he did the gas mask thing. That gas mask thing was pretty cool, and he got good heat, and he was being a heel, and I liked it. But they, I don't know, they just, and I don't know, I I. I don't like the fact that they're just they're they're putting this feud. Their first match against each other is on a secondary pay per view in December. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you gotta have something for TLC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and your 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 uh, your top champion isn't going to be wrestling because you keep putting it on a fucking part timer. And that's no again. It's not a knock on Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is an awesome attraction, you know. Uh, but he shouldn't have the title. He shouldn't have the title. Plain and simple. It's it, that shouldn't be a thing. So, 
and I hate to say it, but who else? Who else right now? See, this is the problem: is you put all the stock into Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. and now Roman Reigns is gone through and, no fault of his own. And you've given away Brock and Braun too many times already. Yep. I don't know. And Braun's not even at the level that anymore. No. Because because he's almost got the big show well, stigma to him where he's churned and... And that's the thing about him. Since they've given away Roman and Braun and Brock and Braun so many times and Braun's never won the title, you've taken your unstoppable monster and proved that he's not an unstoppable monster. You know? So, yeah, they pretty much ruined him. People still... I'm, I'm not saying they've ruined him. I don't want to say it that way. People still like him. I don't he, say they've ruined you him. Know, but... You you can never go. You can never put the genie back in the bottle. <laughs> you know you you catch that magic, and you have to either use that magic properly, or it's done. It's over with. You're done, son. Aaron, are you there? I think he's done, son. Oh. Aaron's here. Been here. Listening to us ramble about the modern product. That's going to be a second show. That's going to be a separate show come 2019. Do a separate show on the modern product every week. I won't be on it. I know. Me and Kyle can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, well, the fact that Aaron's like, all right, all right have fun, guys. I ain't going to be on it. So, with that being said, we'll move on from that. And uh, we haven't got to this. We we have to discuss a couple of uh, sad notes that have happened the past week or so. We lost the Dynamite Kid, Tom Billington, a polarizing figure. And I'm glad Aaron's here because in this in this in this podcast realm, he's the Tom Billington expert. I would say well, well, you're the Tom Billington guy. You know, you're the Dynamite Kid guy. You've always been. A dynamite kid fan. So, what do you think? I mean, what what is it? Um, it's kind of a polarizing story, you know. I mean, great performer, terrible human, from all accounts. Uh, him and Larry Hang just like messed up my gimmick. What do you mean? Well, I decided we were gonna do twelve dead, not dead, and. <laughs> They were on your list? <laughs> no, it just seems insensitive now. I mean, I'm still going to do it. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> we, we are insensitive. But no, Dynamite Kid was uh, um, probably top five professional wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling. The guy did shit nobody else was able to do at the time. He... He didn't look like what the typical wrestler was supposed to look like at the time, but still stood out above everybody else in a lot of ways. Um, what he did opened doors. Yeah. Because him and Tiger Mask both, uh, you know, Tiger Mask in, in Japan and, and then Dynamite Kid here, and then they came together in North America. But they they opened doors for Bret Hart's and... and um, Shawn Michaels and they 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 brought that style of wrestling and by bringing it at such a hard edge that they brought it in at 
it, it was able to it was able to flatten out and even out for other guys. You know, other guys didn't have to do what they did. And it's so funny too because you got you have you have Dynamite Kid. It's it's ironic that probably the the most the most Dynamite Kid esque superstar is also one of the most polarizing figures in wrestling, and that's Chris Benoit. And having I I, I people talk about that all the time, and um, I know everybody always wants to compare them, but I don't like I don't like to. No, I don't like to because I mean. Sure, Dynamite Kid was like you know, like people would be like, "Oh, look at Chris Benoit, look at Dynamite Kid, and Dynamite Kid and Chris Benoit." And it's like you know, Dynamite Kid for being the he was a shitty person, but yeah, he wasn't a murderer. He, he didn't kill his family. You know, you can be a shitty person and and still be like you know respected. I guess I was talking more about years. I was talking more about the style. I mean, you can't. You can't watch Chris Benoit wrestle and not know that he wasn't inspired by Dynamite Kid. I know that. You can't watch a lot of guys wrestle and not think they were inspired by Dynamite Kid. I mean, Davey Richards, mm-hmm. he was all about, you can tell he was all about Dynamite Kid. Um, just, I think, a, I think a lot of the guys' legacy got tarnished, and the unfortunate thing is, if... I don't want to say it. Like I think if if medical advancement would have advanced sooner, I think it would be a different story with Dynamite Kid. Yeah, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, if 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 CTE would have been a thing, if we if we would have known what we know about concussions and spinal injuries and things like that, you're right. He probably, I mean, he probably would have still. I don't, I don't think the guy was born like uh, social. I guess a psychopath or sociopath, whatever you want to call it, one of those paths. I think it obviously, <laughs> you know, fucked his head up or whatever doing what he did. And if somebody would have been able to, but I, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I haven't been drinking much, so I'm not good with my words. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if we knew then what we know now, he would have been able to, um, you know, inspections. It's not called inspection. What? If he would have had had evaluations like they do now, you know, where they check guys out and they, they make sure that their brain's okay and they make sure that their spine's okay. I mean... Hey, you know, people can say what they want about the WWE, but when you work for the WWE, you probably even more than the NFL, you probably have the best medical professionals nowadays taking care of you than any sport or anything on the planet. WWE does not fuck around when it comes to that anymore. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if they did and they just didn't put it out there and I know why they wouldn't want him on TV and why they wouldn't want him like you know in the Hall of Fame when he was still alive and all that stuff but I just I don't know if they did anything to the guy when he wasn't huh? I didn't say anything I think you just got an echo I just I just would be interested to know if they ever did anything for the guy I don't know I don't I know 
Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you hear stories about how they help, you know, former stars out like Scott Hall and et cetera, et cetera. I never heard anything about, and I don't know if it was just because he never reached out to them or what, but I never heard anything about them helping him out or anything. So, I don't know. But definitely uh, a trendsetter in the industry. Um, And a guy that doesn't... Another thing that tarnishes, tarnishes his legacy, I think, is he's just, you know, everything that that guy ever did is pretty much owned by Vince McMahon now, and WWE doesn't talk about him. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yes, and 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 it, it also doesn't help that because of his injuries and because of, like you said, because of they didn't have the advancements in, in medical then, he, I mean, he was pretty much done at what, like thirty? For the peak he, of it, yeah. I he mean, was, he went to back to Japan for a little bit, yeah. but I mean, you figure, you figure, try to do stuff on his own. But like, the thing that pisses me off is, okay, mm-hmm. everything they want to say about the guy and WWF doesn't want to talk about him. What about all the other pieces of work that they still talk about? Oh yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt, no doubt. Like, um, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And Steve Austin. Steve Austin's a wife beater. (laughs) You know, I mean, when we, when you break it down, I mean, and that's not diminishing, that's not diminishing Hulk Hogan or Steve Austin's contributions to the business, but Hulk Hogan's a racist and Steve Austin's a wife beater. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, oh man, dynamite. He's messed up. He, his legs don't work no more. And he looks like a puppet. <laughs> um, I think that's one of the it, reasons that the... it, 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 he smacked his wife around stuff. You know, he did all this, that, and the other thing. We can't put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, so instead of him, uh, anybody got Jake the Snake's number? <laughs> I think the 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 dynamite smoke crack off TV. Yeah. I think the sad part about it is the fact that he can get his chance at redemption. You know, to be able to come back and leave on a good note. Yeah, and I think a lot of it, a lot of it was superficial. A kind of what I think what Aaron was trying to get to was, I don't think that they ever wanted. They didn't want to put a middle-aged man who was a former wrestler on TV crippled in a wheelchair because I think they thought it would reflect badly on a PR standpoint. Well, that's that's what it was. And it's you're right, it's bullshit though because all you have to do the minute somebody says, "Well, look what wrestling does to wrestlers." All you have to do is say, "Go fuck yourself. That was 30 years ago and look what we do now." You know what I mean? It's not it's not something that would have a lasting impact. You just tell the people that want to say that shit to go fuck off. And show him your show him your current wellness policy for Christ's sake. I understand he was a miserable human being, and a lot of people didn't like him and stuff. Like the only people that consistently liked him were like Brett, mm-hmm. like, and, and I think the Nasty Boys were still were like buddies with them or whatever. But other than that, he didn't have a lot of real friends. But still, you know. And then, being a prick, being a prick, shouldn't mean that your entire career isn't. And this year they're they'll put him in. Yeah, 
He's <laughs> they'll put him in now. They'll put they're him both in. Dead, so they're gonna both put. The, they're gonna yep. put both of the, them in. They'll put him in posthumously this year. You're right. I I, I called that the minute he died. I was like, oh, they're <laughs> going in this year. They'll send. The going in. They'll send Brett and Diane up there and they'll talk glowingly about them and <laughs> how Dynamite was just the best wrestler. I'd ever seen in my life. And, and see, I'm not going to have a problem with Brett saying it because Brett said it before he, the guy died. Right. You know what I mean? But I have a problem with, I have a problem when they blackball somebody until they're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I hate that. That's part of the reason that I don't even care about their Hall of Fame anymore. Yeah, their Hall of Fame is a joke. I mean, other than the fact that like, Kid Rock and Drew Carey are in it. That's <laughs> not, not. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, her president of the United States is in it. See, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want to get off on a topic about her. No, we, I know. We, I just... No, we can actually, I'll write that down for one of my, my questions. I'll ask you guys or a discussion we can have in the next segment. So, yeah, I'm just surprised. Kid Rock, let's put Kid Rock in the Hall of Fame. What, what what did he do? I don't even know what he did to be in it. He uh, performed at WrestleMania 25. Oh, my God. <laughs> British Bulldog performed, or Dynamite Kid performed, and British Bulldog performed in the ring. <laughs> I want to go in there for watching it. Multiple WrestleManias in the ring. I think we should go in for just watching the product nowadays. Oof! <laughs> no, I'm Drew Carey. Like it's totally off of something. Like Drew Carey's in the Hall of Fame, but Dick Ebersol isn't. Like why isn't Dick Ebersol in the Hall of Fame? If you're gonna put a celebrity and put somebody that actually contributed. Yeah, did something. The other, the other um, legend that we lost the past week is a man that I and this is not a knock on him. It just is my thing. I always referred to him as affectionately as Captain Kangaroo, <laughs> Larry Henning. I always thought Larry Henning bore a striking resemblance to like a big jacked up Captain Kangaroo. But um, Larry Henning, the father of Mr. Perfect, passed away as well. I think he was 82 or 83 this past week. Um, I, to be perfectly honest, have not in my life watched a lot of Larry Henning because uh, I haven't watched a lot of old AWA. <laughs> Not my thing. But from all from all accounts, he was a great pro wrestler, and obviously uh, he his son was one of the best of all time, and uh, he's one of those old-timers. So rest in peace, Larry. I don't know if we have a lot. To, the three of us have a lot to talk about Larry Henning. Um, I know it would be terrifying as a human being to be like, "Hey, who are we wrestling tonight?" Uh, Larry Henning and Harley Race. Oof. <laughs> I know Piper said that Larry Henning was his first opponent. His, oh yeah, he broke in. They yeah. knocked him out in nine seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Fucking eight seconds later, the bell rang. It's done." <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, Larry, um, Larry Henning, and I'm not trying to diminish the death of Larry Henning at all when I say this, but when I saw Larry Henning died, you know what the first thought that came to my mind was? 
that. Man, Harley Race is going to die. That was like, I mean, it's a terrible thing because it was not Harley Race that died, but it just made me think of that, and that's going to be a sad day. I don't think Harley Race is going to die. <laughs> Harley Race is never going to die. Even when he dies, no. we're not going to acknowledge it. <laughs> well, you know why? It's because the fucking Grim Reaper's afraid of Harley Race. Somebody take the damn money. <laughs> That's one of my favorite promos ever. I love that shit. And he's got his I, bet he, I bet he said that a few times with like a self-check at Walmart. <laughs> Somebody you know take... what it is? Somebody take the damn money. Dick Slater. Like, he doesn't understand how to use the self-check. The best part of that promo is when he's like, when he says somebody take the money, and he rattles off a couple of people, and he wants to, like, throw in one more heel. So he, he takes, his, yeah, he t- but he takes a pause and, like, this deep breath, and you can tell he's trying to think of a name, and he's like, I think he probably just talked about, Kabuki. I, think just, I think he was thinking of somebody and just thought about the, like, they just brought up the the first guy he saw like walking behind the camera. <laughs> Kabuki is probably back there smoking a cigarette. Exciter, Paul Jones in your army. Kabuki. Okay. <laughs> well, unless you guys have anything else on Larry the Axe and the Dynamite Kid, I think we'll take a break. Okay. And when we come back, we're just gonna. Shoot the shit about wrestling on this episode. Thought we had to do those pay per views. Kyle didn't get to do his, so. We're... So I watched. <laughs> no, you didn't watch the big event for nothing. We'll do it I on the next the big... one. I watched the big event for nothing. No, we'll do our pay per views <laughs> reviews on the next one. Which pay per view did you have, Kyle? For me not to have to rubble through my papers. I believe it was. It was. I know it was it was what Flair Invader in a cage. That's a look. See. Super Brawl Four. Super Brawl Four. Super Brawl Four. All right, and I had uh, Vengeance O Four, and Aaron had the big event. So we'll just push that back to the next show, and then now we don't have to decide what to do on the next show. It's easy. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and when we return, we'll just. Uh, I've got a few. Things I wanted to bring up to you guys, see what your opinions were on them. Kyle, did you formulate any questions? Yes. Okay. And Aaron is wanting to play dead or not dead. And what else? What else? I also have, have in my opinion, the five best wrestling video games. All right. And I will come up with some other stuff while we're on break to show you guys how talented I am and how quick I can come up with shit. Ah, I'm excited about the video game one. They're going to (laughs) stock whatever. (laughs) Well, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with more of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Welcome back to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And, um, well, we're just uh, free-forming it on this episode of the show. So do we want to play Dead or Not Dead now? I, I don't care. 
Because I have that, I have the games, and then I came up with like six quick questions. Let's play uh, dead or okay. let's play dead or not dead first, and then we'll talk about the Vigi games. Okay, I don't want to like monopolize this whole thing. Damn kids and your Vigi no, games and your YouTube. We can talk about our questions too. It's no big deal, but we can start off with those two topics. Right. Start with uh, Rene Goulet. Rene Goulet. Rene Goulet. I think he's still alive. Yeah, he I don't, dead? I don't think dead. I don't think Rene Goulet's dead. Rene Goulet is not dead. Not dead. He is eighty-six years old, though. Probably still. His hair is probably big and white now. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't have any picture of him before. Before, um, you know what? Probably my twenties when I really started looking at older wrestling. To me. Rene Goulet was just a guy in a suit with big hair that came out when people were fighting when they weren't supposed to be. He was just one of those guys. And even after I started watching old wrestling, he was just a guy in a suit <laughs> and, uh, and broke up other people while they were wrestling. And that thing they do where they have that thing at his um, nightclub or whatever, like Cafe du Goulet or whatever, where uh, I think yeah. it's, it's the one where... Uh, but Tony Atlas calls uh, Paul Orndorff a nincompoop. Nincompoop. That is one of the weirdest segments in wrestling history. Like, that yeah. segment is just so weird. Yeah. There's that guy there in a mask. Is it the spoiler? Like, who the fuck Nincompoop. is that? The crazy loon. <laughs> nincompoop. nincompoop. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's off the rails. <laughs> I think there was a little cocaine action happening at. Oh, I'm sure there was. At, at Club Goulet. <laughs> I'm sure Pat Patterson was in the back. <laughs> Call him a ninkapop. Make him make you got to wear the short tights. <laughs> oh. Next up, unless you guys got anything else on uh, Rene Goulet. No. <laughs> it's my favorite Italian dish. Uh, George Goulas, son of Nick Goulas. Is George Goulas alive or dead? He's dead. Son of Nick Goulas? Or was George Goulas the father of Nick Goulas? Nick Goulas was the father. Okay. George Goulas is dead. He is still alive. Oh, wow. Was he like 86 or something? Not find his age, but he is still alive. Um, nobody likes him. <laughs> so that's why you never hear him on any like Memphis podcasts or anything. Because everybody just hates the guy. So, well, yeah. obviously, since no one knows his age, nobody's gone to his fucking and birthday party. And is out there somewhere. And Kyle, yeah, that is my favorite Italian dish. I love a good, uh, I love a good Nick Goulas. <laughs> the cheesy Nick Goulas. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. No. Uh, you guys ready for the next one? Yes. Fire Ivan away. Ivan Putski. Ivan Putski. Is Ivan Putski alive uh, or not alive? Is he dead or not dead? Unfortunately, I think he's dead. Ivan Putski is alive. 
Ivan Putsky is still alive. Still alive. <laughs> the winner of this, by the way, guys, unless there's a tie and then nobody gets anything, the winner of this gets a year supply of calendars. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Carson joke. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Masa Saito. Masa Saito. Dead. I don't want to say alive. Nope. Masa, Masa, I can't even talk. Mr. Saito is dead. He died this oh, year, sad. didn't he? He died this year, yes. I yes. wanted to see how much people were paying attention. Yes, he died. Not a lot. <laughs> Unfortunately to the Japanese. As a young man, somebody, you know, that didn't um, watch a lot, of, know a lot about Japanese wrestling and all that, other than reading the magazines and stuff, you know, because... I wasn't a tape trader. I wasn't this. I was. I always knew who Masa. I always knew who Mr. Saito was, and he scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and he was built like a fire plug. He was awesome. <laughs> I liked that guy, you know. And I, I think it's because I was, as Nate knows, when I was a kid, I was a WCW kid, mm-hmm. you know. And he had obviously had a lot to do with WCW, so. I was a little sad when I saw that Saito died. He was also tag champions in the WWF with Mr. Fuji back in the 70s and early 80s. Yeah, well, I wasn't born in the (laughs) 70s and early 80s. Um, (laughs) Up next, Mark Lewin. Mark Lewin. Purple Haze. Purple Haze, Mark Lewin. I think Mark Lewin's still alive. I'm going to say dead. He is still alive. I thought so. Uh, That's not looking good for me getting those calendars. (laughs) He is 81 years old. Mark Lewin seems to me like one of those guys that would be old, but would still be be like, God damn. (laughs) That guy is a good He's alive. He lives like on like some beach in like Waikiki or something. Yeah. Well, and he was, he was one of those guys that even when he was young, he looked old. Yeah. I'm sure he's still like, He's got like leathery skin, probably. Like, like, I like Arn Anderson. And, and he wears, Arn Anderson doesn't have leather skin. I'm talking like no, you're out in the sun too much. He always looked older. No, Arn, Arn always yeah. looked older than he was. I always thought that about uh, when you look at like pictures, even from like the 50s and 60s of Antonino Rocca. Antonino Rocca always looked like he was like 55. Yeah. You know? And then you see Arn Anderson now and you're like, God damn, he's fucking hasn't changed. <laughs> Fred Blassie always looked old, too. Yeah, Fred yeah. Blassie always looked old. He's kind of like Morgan Freeman, though. <laughs> now I remember seeing him young. Right. You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sure at this... I mean, I'm sure I've seen pictures and stuff, but to me, every memory I have of Fred Blassie is old Fred Blassie. Yep. Which he's not on the list, because everybody knows he's dead. And I'm not comparing his talent to these guys, either. But I think another reason that that Blassie always looked old was the same reason that that Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher always looked old because they were those barrel-chested guys. Yeah. You know. I mean, Blassie was much more talented than those two, and I'm not discounting those two, but I'm saying on a level of talent Blassie was uh, uh heads above those guys, but that's why, you know, that body frame just makes you think of an older guy. I just probably picture Mark said Mark Lewin probably has like like leathery skin, like in like a 
super red dark tan and probably walk around like a, a speedo. <laughs> Not a care in the world, just going in the Safeway in his speedo. They're like, oh, Mark, we went again with the speedo in the Safeway. <laughs> hey, Mark. Your balls are showing, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Your balls are out, Mark. Um,. Next up, Craig DeGeorge. Craig DeGeorge. Craig DeGeorge. Old WWF. Dead. WWF. And, uh, actually, I think he's still alive. I think he's a news reporter or something now. Oh, Craig DeGeorge. Hey, right. Craig Damn. DeGeorge is still alive. Yeah, the calendars are mine. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm just not going to know the date. Calendar. Huh? It's just one calendar. <laughs> Is it the Goats and Trees calendar? Because that's a fantastic I calendar. I don't know, but a year I don't care if it's just one calendar. I want it. A year's supply of calendars is one calendar. That's the greatest calendar I've ever seen in my life is the Goats and Trees calendar. Every month it's just a different picture of a bunch of goats and trees. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> This is the one I got from the bank. <laughs> it's got a picture of a cardinal and a, you know your standard shit. Yeah. You know your shitty little plastic easel that you put it on or whatever. That's <laughs> the minute you try to pop out like the back thing, it just snaps. <laughs> so then it's just laying on the dashboard. <laughs> Fucking sentences. And he stopped tearing it after fucking like March. Like you, like, yeah, like you look at it in September and it still says March. <laughs> fucking like I gave up three months in. <laughs> fucking citizens national. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I gave it. I gave. I gave up caring what day it was three months into the year. <laughs> Sounds like my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I stopped making life plans. My little shitty bank calendar. Couldn't even make it to the <laughs> middle of the year. <laughs> Next up, Outback Jack. Dead. Outback Jack. He's dead because he got hit by a kangaroo. <laughs> Crikey. Um, I don't ever recall hearing that Outback Jack died, so I think he's still alive. He is still alive. And, Damn. And when I looked up his age, mm-hmm. uh, he's only 60. Damn, that means I, when he was in I, the WWF, he was like in his late 20s. Yeah, I thought he looked like he was, was in his older. 50s. Yeah. <laughs> like He looked like he was like in a couple wars. <laughs> you know, like he served in Korea. Hard living, mate. <laughs> yeah, like he served in Korea and had to like... These little sausages out of a can. Went into wrestling at like 52 like DDP. <laughs> yeah. Just with a little more talent, a better gimmick. Oh, God. Yeah, I put out back Jack over Diamond Dallas page. <laughs> hmm. Was that Wait, the... Daddy's... Oh, what? Was that the last one? No, I oh, have okay. a couple more. I have one, two, three, four, five more. Okay. Sweet Daddy Seeky, trainer of Edge, awesome white afro, Canadian legend. Sweet Daddy, Sweet Daddy Seeky. Seeky. 
I'm gonna go with dead. Dead. He is still alive. Jesus, sweet daddy. I could have sworn that dude was dead. <laughs> oh, he's still alive. His son came to the states and started making barbecue sauce. His name I is have some, Ray. I have some sweet daddy CQ barbecue sauce. No, his son is Ray. Yeah, sweet daddy Siggy and sweet baby Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the Ray. I want the sweet daddy Siggy. <laughs> it, t- it took a long time to get to that joke, guys. And it was not even that good. Honey, honey barbecue, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, old WWF referee Dick Worley. Is he still oh, alive? Oh, God, he's he got to be dead. That guy was 92 in the 80s. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He is dead. He is dead. <laughs> but he died in 2012, and he was 81. Fuck that. No, he was not. According to the internet. Big Oh, my God. In the 80s, that guy looked like he was 90. When he died, <laughs> it said he was 81 years old. What was that other... Who was that other guy that... Uh... Counted really loud, and Jim Duggan told him to get off his ass. What was his name? I don't know what that guy's name was. That, do you know who I'm talking about, though? Yeah. Kyle, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. That referee well, from the he's like, what? And that one time, Jim Duggan's like, get off my ass. Piece of shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know that guy's name. But anyway, no, that Dick Whirly dude was old. God damn. Only 80? I got to quit drinking. No, you don't. Yeah, I'm going to look like that some bitch when I'm 40. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, apparently it said he was 81 years old. Wow. And it says Dick Worley became involved in professional wrestling by chance, but he went on to become arguably the most recognizable uh, referee in the business. I don't know 80, about that. Worley, 81, passed away Monday, and this article is from March 14th, 2012. I'll be damned. And it's not like a wrestling article. It's like an obituary. So, yeah. (laughs) That's what they called Ric Flair on airplanes, by the way. What? Dick Worley. (laughs) (laughs) Which I saw, like, on, on another website, they were like, Ric Flair confirms he's still drinking. It's like, Ric okay. <laughs> I, love, I love his response to whether or not he's an alcoholic. I don't, ever... I don't know. I never quit. Yeah, I don't know. I never tried to quit. <laughs> and he just calls his wife by numbers. <laughs> that was number three. <laughs> I don't know, Nate. Have I ever let you hear Bill Burr talk about Rick? Oh, I've I've listened to it. Yeah, he says Rick Flair's the funniest motherfucker in the world. (laughs) Funniest motherfucker ever. Yeah, when he said that, whenever they were like, "Do you think you're an alcoholic?" He's like, "I don't know. I never tried to quit." (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, it put me away. I love the story about throwing his, his Rolex in the spaghetti. Yeah, I got 20 Fuck it, of I got these. five more. <laughs> <laughs> and he called, well, the, well, he called the women he would wake up next to aliens. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Rick Flair was in the area, 
and Fort Wayne for a Coliseum, and he went to the park and got kicked out. Yeah, he got kicked out of the bar. <laughs> the guy was like, he looked at that dude and was like, do you know who I am? And that guy was like, no. Well, I, no, I guess the guy called him a fat song bitch. <laughs> well, yeah, Flair, and that's, the guy told, he, Flair did the, the don't you know who I am thing, and the guy was like, no. <laughs> He's like, yeah, fat boy, I'm... <laughs> I've been damn honored to be called a fat boy by Ric Flair. Right. Thank you, sir. Oh, that guy didn't know who it was. How in the fuck can you not know who Ric Flair is? <laughs> him, all he was like, was like, this big white-haired lady is going crazy. Because <laughs> there for a while, he was dressing, he was still dressing in his suits. Now, he, I don't know, was that... It's was funny that now, because he dresses... Is that hip-hop Ric Flair? <laughs> yeah, like... At I... that point... Was it hip hop Ric Flair? No, he wasn't hip hop Ric Flair suit. yet. Yeah, he wasn't hip hop Ric Flair then. <laughs> he's pulling a Randy Savage, and he's too old to be pulling a Randy Savage. <laughs> like, oh hell! Randy Savage started wrestling, start got like got old, and then put out a rap album, <laughs> and then he got married again to a more appropriate aged woman. And now Flair's do it. Flair's gonna wind up hitting a palm tree. <laughs> he might die before Man. Harley. <laughs> yeah, so he's 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 getting close to Randy Savage esque type stuff. <laughs> Next up Scotty Riggs. Is Scotty Riggs dead or not dead? I'm about to say dead. He's dead to me. Um, I think Scotty Riggs is still alive. Nate, um, it's not even close. You've already won this. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and do two more. I'm sure Scotty Riggs now is a trucker (laughs) because that seems to happen a lot. Wrestlers become truckers or real estate agents. (laughs) If I ever lose my job, that's what I'm going to do is be a trucker. Well, hey, if you think about it, trucker, they're already yeah, life on, life on the road. Yeah, I can yeah. see why it's appealing. They know where everything's at. You know, they could still probably hit shows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> park the truck on the weekend and do a, a yeah. legends convention or something. <laughs> do you need transport? Nope, I got my big rig. <laughs> All the fucking ring. Hell, they're... Yeah. All the fucking ring. You know what? Light of the night so far. I'll hold the fucking ring. Yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's, it makes sense. Then, like, if you're a real estate agent, I mean, I don't know how that works. How I could... T- Turn that into a wrestling gimmick, but whatever. I don't, I don't know why I've always found it so funny that uh, like Rick Steiner is a successful real estate agent. Yeah, and he's on the and he's like a school board guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's just funny to me. Scott Steiner <laughs> owns a fucking what does he own? Uh, Shoney's. Shoney's. Can you imagine working <laughs> for him? <laughs> your goddamn evaluation with that man. But like it's it's I think it's the thing with Scott Steiner is or Rick Steiner is. Well, both of them is they're not morons. <laughs> no, but they just talk like they, morons. They talk like they're morons. <laughs> hmm. Can you and imagine? Part, uh, part, 
like when I hear Rick talk, like when he does like interviews and stuff, mm-hmm. I think Rick was being funny. You know what I mean? Like, like he was doing that to be funny because mm-hmm. he doesn't talk like that when he's just cut. When he's just like, Scott Steiner talks like an idiot. <laughs> he's not. It's two fucking sausage patties on the plate, not three. Could you imagine that? Telling happen to go in and talk to him because your fucking drawers short again. <laughs> uh, my leathery boss with the tattoo on the chest. <sighs> All right, who's next? Tiger Ooh. Jeet Singh. Not Tiger Ali Singh. Tiger Jeet Singh. I'm gonna say he's still alive. Ah, oh, Jeet 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 Jeet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> From the window to the wall. Oh, gee, gee. Anyway, uh, I think he's still alive. Yes, he is. Jesus. 74. That's it? <laughs> From the window to the rug. To the rug. <laughs> like the flying one, you know? Yep. Jeep, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, that's got to be a new thing now. Oh, jeep, 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 jeep. You can't say jeep, jeep, motherfucker. Was that it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who else? Um. Um. Art Donovan, mm. legendary commentator from King of the Ring. Art he was, Donovan. He was dead He's then. Dead. Huh? He was dead then. I think. No, that was my Art Donovan impersonation. <laughs> oh, huh? <laughs> How much does this guy weigh? How much does this guy weigh? <laughs> what was that guy? I think that's, that's the guy. The best is at the beginning they're like oh, I'm gonna go with Razor Ramon all the way and then Razor Ramon comes out and he's like who's that guy who's that guy and Monsoon's like it's the guy you picked to win the tournament Razor Ramon the best the best thing about that is about about an hour and a half into the pay-per-view they just, they stop. They just stop even acknowledging that he's talking well one of my favorites is when they're trying to like involve him in it you're like look at this guy Ray you'd be greeted being a linebacker he's like yeah <laughs> yeah he's a big one how much does he weigh <laughs> who's that guy who's that guy <laughs> uh, I think I, that, I have to believe <laughs> that Vince McMahon when that started happening was enjoying it. Oh, he was horse. You know, he was horse laughing because he because he, he essentially was he, no, it, he, there was no way it would have went that long. Well, no, and he essentially stumbled into a huge rib on Randy Savage and Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, like you know, like I didn't even know I was going to be ribbing these motherfuckers yeah. today. <laughs> like, like you could just hear the agitation like Gorilla Monsoon does a really good job at not doing it yeah you can hear the agitation that Randy Savage <laughs> Savage just be like mm. <laughs> how much does this guy away <laughs> and I think yeah. Art Donovan is dead he is dead 
He died in 2013 with no list of his age. <laughs> but he died. And his tombstone says, Here lies Art Donovan. How long did this guy live? How much did my casket weigh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, I wonder if he ended up getting a job at, like, Disneyland or something. But, you know, like, how much does Goofy weigh? Or or being at the circus. Oh, get on a scale, Donovan. <laughs> you goofy fuck. <laughs> Woo. What? Classic moment in professional wrestling. Still a better commentator than Rob Bartlett. <laughs> fuck Rob Bartlett. Rob Bartlett did really good for like three shows. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> Fucking pudgy bastard. He's still making like, like, terrible like I don't know impersonation albums. Impersonation, like I'm trying to describe, like trying to think of the right type of thing for it, like the humor that people that would like listen to Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> like, old fat ass docker wearing white guys. <laughs> it's like, it's like quasi racist, but not like in a good racist way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, every, where everybody's in on the joke. Yeah. Every every Oriental talk like a these <laughs> ancient Chinese secret. Yeah, that hasn't been funny ever. So, <laughs> like, you do realize they don't even play Looney Tunes on TV anymore, right? Rob Bartlett. Because every Looney Tune was racist, <laughs> and you're still out there like calling them Orientals. He's a yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't understand why the Chinese can't use spoons and forks like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that. He's still around. He's still like hanging out, probably with Don. I think he I think he's a Don Don Imus guy. Don Imus retired. Oh, good. <laughs> he always looked like that he, fucking he took, he took his, from the Muppets. He took a stupid cowboy hat and went home. <laughs> he looked like the fucking eagle from the Muppets. <laughs> I never understood the appeal of Don Imus at all. It's because you're not an old white fat What's next? Video games. Okay. Are we going to take a break or are we going to just roll right into it? need a break. You don't need a break or you do need a break? I don't need a break. All right, we can roll right into it then. Yep. All right, there's not going to be any particular order except the last one that I bring up because it's my favorite. Um, I have five of them. The first one is um, the... And it, it's personal preference, like I said, guys. And there's like reasons for it. I wrote mine down, so we'll see if we. Uh, I'm sure okay. we'll agree on a couple. Uh, yeah, um, my first one, and I, I'll give reasons why it's my personal favorite, is the WWF WrestleFest arcade game. Um, this game featured Hulk Hogan, The Ultimate Warrior, Ted DiBiase, The Big Boss Man, Jake the Snake Roberts, Earthquake. This perfect. 
Crush Smash, and then the Mega Bosses were the LOD. So obviously I never got to them. <laughs> but I love this game because it was, um, I don't even know if Nate will remember this, but it was at our campground. Mm-hmm. So you could go up there and just smash buttons and just play it and play it and play it because they would just give us quarters. That way we'd leave yeah, the campsite. It was a wrestling game that almost, it was almost like, um, it was almost like a wrestling version of Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. And it was awesome. But I just, it reminds me, for one, reminds me of my childhood too. I mean, there was all kinds of cool guys in it, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just a cool game. And it was fun. Um, the next one on my list is, um, and it was for the NES, was WWF WrestleMania Challenge. This game featured Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, the Macho King, the Ultimate Warrior, the Big Boss Man, um, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, um, Rick Rude, Jim Duggan, and Yourself. Yourself. <laughs> one of the characters. Was I don't, I, to be honest, I don't even remember playing that one. Yes, you do. No, I it don't. Had, <laughs> it had, like, you could do Survivor Series mode, but it could only have so many people on the side of the ring, so you had to, like, scroll, and the wrestler would change. So we, play, we, we played this game? Yes! It was I, really good. I don't remember it. I actually... It's funny, because for the NES, the one I remember playing, other than the uh, generic one, where the it was, like, hit him in the target... Um, talk about that in a minute. But I I remember us playing the WCW game on the NES that had LOD on the cover. Yeah, that had the Road Warriors on the cover. I own that. I remember playing that one, but I don't remember playing that WWF one. To be honest with you, WWF WrestleMania Challenge. It was a cool game. Look it up, then you'll remember. (laughs) Right right now, but um. But it's funny you just brought that up because the next one on my list is Temco Pro Wrestling or Temco World Wrestling, which is the game you were just talking about. They had mm-hmm. a little announcer mm-hmm. with the big white, like, like um, it wasn't white. It was like a blonde, like he looked like a blonde Eugene Levy. Yeah, that one was on my list. That game was fucking we, awesome. We 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 played the fuck out of that. Thing. Hey Kyle, yes, I want to take you back into our childhood here. Because this is a funny line from my mom, okay? All right. Back in the day, like back in the day when me and Aaron were little dudes and we had our our NES. And like on the weekends, we were, we were like Friday was pizza night, right? Yeah. And then my mom would let us rent movies and video games on the weekend. And we always rented this game. Okay. It was one movie each. Yes. And then a the, game. We had to decide together on the game. Yeah, so essentially we were decide together on the game while she said stop fighting instead of just letting us rent two games. But anyway, um, I remember her looking at me one time and going, I've read this goddamn thing so many times I should have just bought it. Yeah. <laughs> what we're trying to get you know, you figure, you figure two bucks a week. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that was a fun-ass game. I like that game. 
and like it had running commentary, which was crazy. I mean, it wasn't verbal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like audio thing, but the guy would call the moves you had. And they had those like cool cut out like quick cut things like when you like hit like an enziguri, you know what I mean? Yep. Like it, like show it like in an action shot. And if we if you gave the guy if a you bu- hit him in the dick, they said, "Oh, right in the target." Right in the target. Because <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't be like, "Oh, you hit him in the dick." <laughs> Which that was a fun ass game. Those three were childhood memories, okay? Why I thought they were cool and what I remember like about wrestling games. The last two are, in my opinion, games that changed what a professional wrestling video game is supposed to be. And the first one is a game doesn't get enough credit, I think, is WCW NWO World Tour. Ah, uh, yeah. For the N64. Yeah. And... It was essentially a, a Fire Pro type wrestling game with WCW guys in it because they had like everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they just gave them the different names. And well, so same you, way with Revenge. You could do it. I know, but NW. It was this was this was the the. No right. I'm just saying. That. You know what I mean? You could do whatever you wanted with that game. It was amazing. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Except for Revenge, they didn't have Ric Flair in it because that was the time that Ric Flair was fighting with WCW. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I just like I said the the NWO NWO at ah, NWO WCW um, World Tour game was just awesome. And the last one on my list, if it's not on anybody's list, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, is WWF No Mercy. No Mercy. Best wrestling game ever. It's the greatest wrestling game of all time. (laughs) WWF WWF No Mercy on the N64 is the greatest wrestling game ever made. Fuck your graphics. (laughs) Fuck your downloadable content. (laughs) Yeah. That game... Was the shit. I've actually considered buying an N64 just to buy that game for it. Yeah. Because I don't I don't know where my N64 ever went to. But <clears throat> that game was fun as fuck. And Aaron? Yeah. Since we're here, since we're talking about No Mercy, you have to tell the story about your nephew, my son, and No Mercy. Kyle, you'll uh, love this story. I have actually two stories. Okay. Do you want... Do you want the one that I did to you first, or the one... Oh, that's... no, I'll tell the one you did to me. This son of a bitch. <laughs> you right. what it was? Kyle, you remember all that customization you could do on... Oh, God, yo, right? hell yeah. You know what Aaron did to me one day? <laughs> oh, God, what? He went in and gave every single wrestler on the game an afro. <laughs> <laughs> That is Aaron Max. <laughs> <laughs> Including Stone Cold Steve Including Austin. Including Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> so he's like giving everybody the bird. <laughs> I just want to play my game and I don't want to have to go through. The, the best part is like in the opening video where it's like and like all violent and everything. Whatever you customize your guys look like, they look like in the video. I just see Nate coming home having a bad day. <laughs> so like, 
Like Vince McMahon comes out doing a Vince McMahon strut in that video. He's got like a big afro and Steve Austin comes out and he's motherfucking him with his big afro. <laughs> now my, uh, my son also played this game when he was small because I still had the N64. Go ahead and tell the story, Aaron. He was probably what? Maybe like not even, maybe like five or six Maybe, but I asked him how it was going. He was like, I'm playing the wrestling. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, that's the Godfather. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, Godfather comes out all the time. He asks, he asks all these other wrestlers if they want to go on a date with his lady, with his, with his girlfriend. <laughs> go on a date. <laughs> like, he wants to do what? He's saying... Would you have a match with me, or you want to go on a date with my girlfriend? <laughs> I, okay. Yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> and he'd get out of matches by girls going on a date. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was that was fun. But yes, yeah, so date with his girlfriend. <laughs> off the list that I made, No Mercy and that Temco Wrestling were on there. Um. I also had that WCW game for the NES on there, which was I think was just called World Championship Wrestling. Yeah. But it had the Road Warriors, Sting, Ric Flair, um, I believe Barry Windham and Arn Anderson. I always liked that one. Um, another one that I would want to bring up, I actually really, really enjoyed the first Legends of Wrestling game. Um, I actually like the second one better, but maybe it was the second one. It was one of the two, whichever. It was one... the second one where we had the classic psycho Sid Vicious superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> yes, okay, but yes. I... Then it was the second one, Legends of Wrestling Two, for the Xbox. Um, that one was cool just because at the time it was. It was it was post WCW and it was a game you could play that had all the guys that weren't in the WWF, you know, like Bam Bam Bigelow and Sid and Superstar Billy Graham and Nikolai Volkoff and I thought that game was cool. Um, also on my list of what are you doing? <laughs> also on my list of favorites would be and actually one of them is is a newer game. Um, the new Fire Pro. I really enjoy that game. No, it's, it's yeah. a fun game. Um, honestly, it, I kind of fell off playing it because I got Red Dead Redemption, mm -hmm. and I'm addicted to that right now. But the new WWE 2K19 game mm -hmm. is amazing. I haven't played it yet. It is amazing. It looks great. They went back to having like actual like an actual story in the game. Like you're not just running around a locker room, mm -hmm. like, like just talking. It's an actual funny, well-written storyline. They have like a guy that's like, like a shitty independent booker and he keeps trying to get you booked in the WWF and, or the WWE. And it's like, you know, it's BCW. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, a, he's like shady. He drives around and he's you're like driving around in a van with him. It's like Paul <laughs> Heyman, basically. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> they, go down to Me- they go down to Mexico and he wants to like get some authentic street corn and illegal fireworks <laughs> and shit like that. The only other one on my list, because No Mercy is my favorite wrestling game ever. But my second favorite wrestling game ever is also a modern game, and it's for your cell phone. And it's called Booking Revolution. I didn't even think about Booking Revolution for some reason. Booking Revolution, uh, any of you that haven't uh, haven't played it, you can download it. For, uh, well, you can get the free version, or you can just pay five bucks. And for the rest of your life, have the premium version, which is better. Um, but it is... A new phone. It, what's that? Yes. Even if you get a new phone. Oh, yeah. You read down the game, mm-hmm. and you start a Google account, he doesn't charge you again. Yeah. Very Funny good. Shit. Very cool game. Um, it's you're the, you're the booker of a wrestling federation, and you sign the contracts, and you do the negotiations and you set up the pay-per-views and the TV shows and the matches happen and guys do crazy shit like get creative control and start wearing lingerie or whatever. You have to play it to really understand it, but it's a it's a blast. Some guy will be your champion and then all of a sudden he just dies in a car crash. <laughs> Fuck. I've had it where million dollar man dead DiBiase died on his way. <laughs> you did you, so you did start playing it, Kyle. Yeah, you like it. Yeah, oh, I think it's it's, fun. it's it's like other, I get mad at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, get, I build somebody. I build somebody up, and I they're like come in, they're nothing. They have like no popularity, and then by the time I'm done with them, after they're forty forty one weeks, they're at like ninety two popularity. And all this other shit, and they come in the office, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you like a $500 raise. And then he's like, I'm too big of a star for this company. Like, you piece of shit. (laughs) I made you. You were nothing before me. (laughs) You were nothing before me, Doink the Clown, you son of a bitch. I was trying to think of what the real, like, the name is. Like, it's like, you were nothing before me, Redneck Ralston. Matt Stoneman, <laughs> Hank, Hank Slogan, yeah, Hank Slogan. <laughs> Kyle, yeah. any any you want to add to the conversation <clears throat> before we take a break? Any video games we missed that you really like? The port for the for this game was fucking Porn? atrocious. No, the port over to I think it was Sega and and NES and all that it was horrible, but. The uh, WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game. The arcade game, yes. God damn, that was a fun about, game. I thought you were going to talk about that one for NES. No, God no. <laughs> it's turn All you could do was punch and butt, kick. Butt crack was hanging out when they turned around. That movie, that game sucked. But yeah, the, uh, the arcade version was fucking, I mean, it was fun, because it was the same company, it was Midway, that did, like, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was a little bit <laughs> out there, like, the moves were over-exaggerated and stuff, but, like, if you're an Undertaker, you grab a t- t- tombstone and hit somebody over the head with like it. Like, on an arcade form, it would be fun. But oh, like, God, yeah. Like, was... sitting down at home playing it, you're like, eh. The best, the, yeah. funny, the funniest you, thing. Like, like, the thing about arcade games is something like that's fun, because you're you're not repeating it over and over and over again. You know what I mean? You're plunking a quarter in, and you're expecting to play for like five minutes. 
So that's but, the amount of enjoyment you're going to get out of it. When you just play that game at home, you're like, eh. The funniest thing about it. WrestleMania, the arcade game, is when you'd beat up Yokozuna and like a big ham hawk would come out of him or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but see, like, I wasn't even always a fan of like Mortal Kombat at home. No, yeah, those games weren't. It's like I'd you can only do so much. I'd rather play Mortal Kombat in the uh, the arcade. But can we can we say that hands down the worst games ever were uh, Warzone and Attitude? No, because you had to fucking do like well, the worst wrestling game ever was WCW Backstage Assault. Okay, yeah, that I was... disagree with that. And the insane clown posse ones. No, the worst wrestling game I ever played was that god awful TNA Impact game. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. It was fucking I, I terrible. Touch that. And you know that'll, how you know how I know you know how I know that one was bad. At the time that that game came out, I worked for GameStop, and we went to our <laughs> store. We went to our store manager's conference, and Acclaim gave us a free copy of that game, and I still felt ripped off. That game was fucking terrible. <laughs> but yeah, Backstage Assault was... I called that back Backdoor Assault. That was pretty bad, too. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was shit, and so were those... So were those ICP games. Yeah, they were bad. Those backyard wrestling games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Vigi games are done. We will take a break because you're. Uh... Yeah, I got to go take a backstage assault and wipe my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> we will return with more of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. After this, we'll do a segment where we uh, pose some questions to one another. And after that, we'll sign off and... I'm going to make a chicken pot pie. Make a chicken pot pie. We'll be right back after this, folks. Alright wrestling fans, welcome back to the We Can't Wrestle podcast, and if you enjoy podcasts that aren't about wrestling, you can check out the Motley Soup podcast with uh, myself and my beautiful wife, you know, she's smarter than me, so I'm kind of the co-host on that one, but anyway, check that out, the Motley Soup podcast, and uh, if you get a chance, if you feel free to share or like or Obviously, you like our Facebook page if you're listening to the show, but if you would share the show with your friends, we greatly appreciate it. That helps the show out. And in 2019, just some announcements. We are going to break up the modern product and the current product. We will be doing a one-hour, probably around a one-hour episode of the modern product every week. And then your standard We Can't Wrestle episode without modern product conversation also. And... On top of that, in 2019, we will be establishing a YouTube page, um, which myself and these two crazy fuckers will be able to add shit to it and uh, have some fun with that, too. Probably do some live broadcasts on the YouTubes, 
when we're together, all three in the same room, we can do live video. Um, watch you can come watch WrestleManias with us. Yes. Drink. things like that. That'll be fun. Yeah. So now my first question to you guys in this little rapid fire uh, free form conversation is going back to the nineties because that's generally what I wind up going back to is the eighties or nineties. You know, in in ninety from probably about what ninety six to the time that ECW closed, they had a relationship with Vince McMahon, um, which was far more than what we saw on television, as we have found out through, you know, interviews and things since then. ECW went out of business in 2001. Now, my question to you guys is, without Vince McMahon's help, does ECW go out of business before that? Absolutely. Eh, I don't think so. Because, and the reason why I say that is because <clears throat> in every interview you've ever seen that they were struggling to pay the talent and everything else, <clears throat> even with Vince McMahon's help. And he threw a lot of talent their way. You know, how how long was it before all their major talent was like, I'm not getting fucking paid, fuck this, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you look at, like, I, I have, what made me think of this question is I've been watching stuff from 1997, I've moved into 98, but... Watching stuff from 97, a lot, a lot of talent leaves ECW. And the talent roster is essentially supplemented by talent on loan from Vince McMahon. Right. I think Paul Heyman would have found somebody to steal money from. (laughs) (laughs) If I may volley, sir. He would have found some money, Mark. Mm Mm-hmm. be involved in wrestling and got money out of them. I mean, so do you think that if people the, don't know it, but but do you know who one of the other owners of ECW was? It wasn't just Paul Heyman and Todd Gordon. Um, it was Bob Ortiz. Yeah, that's why when you watch it, and you're like, man, Bob Ortiz wasn't a very good ring announcer. Why is he on there? Well, it's because he owned part of the company. <laughs> he just put money into it. So do you think that, okay, so if they could have stayed in business without Vince, if Vince wasn't involved and Heyman wouldn't have wound up just fucking his guys and selling off to Vince, do you think it could have lasted longer then without Vince? If he would have been able to get a money mark to help out? Like, does Possibly. that, that product... Basically, basically what I could say about without Vince being involved in it, it wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been on pay-per-view Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have got to the point where they were able to get like a TNN deal. That was Vince, but if they wouldn't have had Vince, they would have been like they were. They would have probably not gotten more than what they were in like '96. Right, and and I guess to that point, you can say without without that exposure, maybe they wouldn't have collapsed in on themselves like they did. Yeah. The reason they collapsed on themselves is because they put themselves in front of a larger audience that didn't want all that i just don't know i don't know how much longer it would have lasted because you watch it now i mean i watch it now 20 years later and it doesn't age well no i mean like i said i don't know if it would have gone longer shorter or whatever but i still think they would have i should i should i think they would have went about the time that they did because it wasn't just them that collapsed the entire wrestling business got 
too big. That that era that when WCW and ECW <coughs> and all that shit, like you know, like C like CD companies that were making like wrestling the album, and then you'd buy it, and it was like the same type of thing where it's like twenty five hits on one CD. And like in little small letters, it's like by the studio fifty four. Yeah, by the... <laughs> you know? like and that's what like the wrestling boom was just like the dot com bubble. You know, it 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 it, it popped. Mm-hmm. And it would have been like that for him then anyway, because even less eyes would have been watching it, and I don't think he would have been able. He, I think he would have got to where he was in like ninety six, like before he really got involved with Vince. Right. But he wouldn't have been a, he, he basically wouldn't have been able to afford to go backwards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what he would have ended up doing. He would have ended up having to go backwards because well, because the wrestling pie got smaller and then set a bigger fork. ECW may have even wound up evolving into, you know, cuz out of the wrestling bubble popping came Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it, it could have even evolved into working with some, working with Ring of Honor, or working with TNA, or something like that. Yeah, you know, I, I think it might have still continued on, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been ECW, right? I mean, anything else on that? I mean, Paul Heyman didn't think you could go any further than what he did. I mean, he packed up. He was out of there before. <laughs> before the, the ring was. Well, I was going to say the boss quit the company before the employees did. <laughs> and I and and I was listening to um, a shoot interview with Justin Incredible, mm-hmm. and they were asking about the ECW stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like how hardcore it was and everything. And he was getting interviewed by another wrestler, so I know that's probably why. He, he felt comfortable enough to say it. He said after by, by the time he got there, a lot of that shit, he's like, ECW was a gimmick, man. He's like, it wasn't a shoot. Right. Like, he, he like all those stairway to hell matches and stuff that he had with Tommy Dreamer. Mm-hmm. He said they were like in the back, like filing down the tips of the barbed wire and shit like that. He said the by the time he got there, it was like mainly like. Sandman, New Jack, and Sabu were the only people that were like doing like still doing like super crazy shit. Yeah. <coughs> it's like Tommy was still work, working with a busted foot or whatever, but when he was hitting him with barbed wire, he wasn't hitting him with real hardcore real, barbed wire. Real, real hardcore barbed wire. It, it wasn't like rubber tip or whatever like the WCW used or whatever, but it was yeah, he said a lot of that was scaled back Kyle, what's your first? Uh... Which is probably the only way they could have got people like you know, just incredible like WWF guys even want to go there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Kyle. Yes. Question. What is one thing that wrestling doesn't do today that you miss? Uh, produce good television. <laughs> My biggest problem. I shouldn't say that. Sorry, guys. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. 
Nate, you know what I'm saying. I can tell you mine. Mine, mine is, is oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, mine is the fact that the pay-per-view sets and everything is everything's the same. The That's, HD look that kind of goes with what I was gonna say. Wrestling nowadays is so much more sanitized. Uh, you know, it, it, there's something to be said for for the fact that they have one of the best looking productions in live television, one of the s- most seamless productions in live television. Everything is perfect. Everything looks good. Everything comes together great. Uh, you know, for producing a live television show, anybody that says the WWE isn't one of the kings of the hill is full of shit. However, what I love about professional wrestling is the opposite of that. Uh, you know, it's great to have a live television show that works seamlessly and, and you can't see any errors and, and nothing seems like it's... it's um, uh, the lack of spontaneity in wrestling now, the, the lack of that feeling is something that's terribly missing from it today. And it'll probably never come back. I mean, if you think about it, the way television's produced now, the, 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 the high definition, the, the crispness of everything, all the media companies that own everything now and, and all of that. WWE television is never going to go back to what we enjoy. Um, so that's was the question: What is the WWE doing, or what are they, or what is professional wrestling missing? It's it's the same everywhere, though. Even no, like, I know. I'm, I'm saying because mine mine's going to be different, okay. and that's fine. Yeah, what mine is going to be what the WWE is doing? is that I wish, and people say this all the time, but I really mean it, I wish they would let their people be their, like, I'm not saying be themselves completely, because obviously they've always given people gimmicks, you know, but let them, let them make the gimmick what they want to make it, and if they don't make it, then just get rid of them. Yeah, it's, everybody speaks with the same voice. Yeah. Like, I, I understand that, you know, like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, 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 Mosh didn't come back and be like, Vince, I want to be Beaver Cleavage. Mm-hmm. You know? They had that gimmick for him, and then they were like, all right, kid, let's see what you can do with it. And it didn't get over, so they changed direction, and they did this with him, or they did that with him, or they bring this person in and let's see what this guy does and let's see if he can get it over. And then it's something that's not supposed to get over. And guess what? It gets over. And that's why you got somebody like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is, now, which is, it, which is why, and, to, and this is, this is, it's not off topic, but it's, I mean, it's still the same topic. I hope, and I, I'm pretty sure that they aren't going to. And Kyle and I talked about this last time we did a show. But I hope, I wish, I pray that they just keep letting Becky Lynch do what she's doing and keep letting it be organic. Because in the modern era of wrestling, that woman is the closest thing that we've come to in 20 years to Stone Cold. Like, to me, the big, like, do you know what? 
I don't want to say I gave up on it because I still keep up with it. I still read about it. I might not watch the pay per view right when it airs, but I always watch. I always watch the pay per views. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 thing that made me want to give up on it was Finn Balor. He he made me want to give up on it. Like I didn't care if they changed his name. They changed everybody's names. Right. I don't give a shit about that. It's just the fact that they brought the guy in and it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, and then when they try to make somebody like they they bring someone in And they, then they take everything that made them what they wanted why they wanted them to begin with and they take it all away from yeah, them. Yeah, and that and then like with Balor and they'll do. They'll, they're gonna do it with Shinsuke Nakamura too in about a year, if he's still there. They 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 take this person, okay, and they they bring them in, and they let them like in NXT. They let them be what they are, and then they come to the main roster, and for the first like two or three months, they let them be what they are, and they let it build, and they let it build, and they let that person get really popular, and their gimmick get really over, and then they fuck it all up, and they marginalize them, and they start making them lose, and judge, 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 and then a year later, like they're doing with Finn Balor now with Drew McIntyre, they now re-elevate this person. And put them into this gimmick and put them into this feud and put them into this story and they expect you to fucking care. Yeah. You know, do you see what I'm saying? Like they 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 they, they just kill it all, but then when they're ready to do it and that's where the problem with fifty fifty booking goes is they think they can just take people and pull them out of the picture and put them back in the picture and pull them out of the picture and put them back in the picture. And it doesn't work that way. And I don't, I don't understand why the people that run that company, who have run that company for years and know how the fuck pro wrestling works, just forget how pro wrestling works. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that's that's what I think is missing is just not letting guys <clears throat> sink or swim. Anything else on that, Kyle? Nope, I'm blue. So, all right, oh. Aaron. Your Ouch. turn. Huh? Your turn. Uh, slick racist <laughs> or not racist <laughs> okay alright this this is going to go into the simple fact of because it's not just going to be slick it's going to be anybody that has that stereotype or whatever the case might be the fact is that when it comes to pro wrestling I think Hornswoggle said it best. In, re- in pro wrestling, they don't care to be called midgets because midget wrestling sells. And, you know, I'm sorry. But, you know, you look at the fact of anybody who has I'm ever... putting this out there. Slick is one of my favorite people of all, like, favorite characters ever. Nate right. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact is that, you know, look, if you are working for a company and you're supposed to be a heel... And whether it's that you're Japanese, whether whatever the case might be, you're going to play that up. Every single stereotype to get people to hate you because the fact is that you want to see people come and pay money to see you get your ass kicked. I say Slick was not a racist character. 
And the reason I say that is the same reason that I say that Mr. Fuji was not a racist character. It's the same reason that I say that, you know, you Aaron, you brought up Looney Tunes earlier. Looney Tunes were not racist. Yes, they were, but they weren't. <laughs> no, no, listen, no. listen. They <laughs> they were, but they aren't because you're, you you have to put yourself into that time. Okay, you, I will put myself in that time with the Looney Tunes thing and say, okay, World War Two was going on. I'm talking about some of the other stuff they did. No, and, and I'm not. No, I'm not disagreeing that you or I would look at that and say, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> you know, God, you wow. What did like, you? I don't, I what did you? So. What did you do with those crows? Yeah, like, I, yeah that's, that's not. Horrible. But what I'm saying is, if we lived in 1950, we would not look at that as racist. Well, I don't think Slick was a racist gimmick either. I was just. I think Slick wasn't a, Slick wasn't a racist gimmick, and the re, the reason I can say that is first of all, sign of the times. Second of all, um, well, Slick wasn't racist. Slick was a parody. Yes, yeah, that's kind of what I was going to. It, it was a sign of the times kind of gimmick, but it was also a parody. It was it was the volume turned up. But it, okay, look at um, a perfect example. Look at strippers. And I know this is a weird, <laughs> this is a weird allegory. But people sit there and say, like, oh, people who are strippers, oh, I can't believe, you know, how you know it's a, against the woman, and you know it's misogynistic. And it's like, well, who's the mark here? Right. The women who are fucking getting naked to make a shit ton of money or the fucking dudes that are fucking shelling it out. Because well, that's that's fucking... well, that's one of the best. That's one of the and this is off topic, but that's one of the best things about the movie The Wrestler is the parallels they draw between wrestlers and strippers. Right. You know, with the with the main character wrestler and then the sub main character of the stripper. Is the you know the the there's the parallels between those two prof- between those two professions, um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, no, I don't think Slick was a racist gimmick. I don't either. I was just, and I I think that if questions sucked, it's because I had came up with them when <laughs> Nate was pooping. <laughs> Guess what? You know what? If I were to go somewhere where it was fucking racist to be a white guy or whatever, I'm going to play up every goddamn fucking thing I can of being a fucking white guy to get some because get some I heat. know that people are going to pay money to see my ass get whooped, and guess what? When you're working with people, I mean, that's what fucking pro wrestling is. Yep. It's the fucking greatest show on earth because... I mean. People work to each other to work people. I mean, I mean that's when, the point. when you really think about it. I grew up, I saw dudes like Slick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And you know, what I was about to say was, when you really think about it, and and you might have to think about it for a minute, maybe I'm not making sense here, you guys might tell me I'm full of shit, but when you think about it, you have Slick as Slick, and he's African-American, but to be perfectly honest, is there really a difference 
as far as as far as taking heat and stereotyping a gimmick between Slick and Harvey Whippleman. No. Slick I mean Harvey Whippleman is essentially you know, the white version of Slick. <laughs> well I wasn't even gonna not even say Harvey Whippleman. I was gonna say um uh classy Freddie Blassie. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's different, but it's the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Flashy suit, big ring, cane, <laughs> full of shit, full of shit, <laughs> jive talking people, S- selling you a bill of goods. <laughs> yeah. It's motley group of people that he shouldn't even be with. Like people talk about, like Slick didn't make sense being with the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Like neither did Fred Blassie. Neither did Fred Blassie. That made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got another that one. That was like that was like when you put a dollar in a mm. shitty vending machine at a rest stop and the pop is only fifty cents and what do you get mm. back? No sense. <laughs> That's how much it made for fucking Freddie Blassie to be with them. That so, was a stupid joke, I'm sorry. <laughs> so well, you know, it's like maybe you shouldn't. Then people come back and be like, "That machine ate my dollar." Be like, maybe you should have put your dollar in a Shasta machine. <laughs> Shasta <laughs> they Orange. They haven't pursued. They haven't produced Shasta since nineteen ninety nine. You can either get Shasta Orange or Canadian Dry. Uh, or maybe you shouldn't have put your dollar in a vending machine that just says drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. It just says cola. It says, Don't fuck with it. it My says, favorite one is the one It says drinks like, and drinks. sandwiches. Drinks. <laughs> Go ahead, Somebody converted a cigarette machine. Um, <laughs> what are the three worst... Pay per view main events of all time. I can tell you what number one is. Let's see if we all agree on this. Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior Halloween Havoc 1998. You and I are in agreement, Kyle. God damn, is that fucking bad. Aaron, do you agree with that one? That's a bad one. That's yes. terrible. It's terrible. It's the worst pay per view main event ever. I can't think of a worse one. Hogan, Hogan, and um, Hogan and Piper in WCW always had terrible main events too. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, yeah, they did. They, their matches, uh, they had great. It's funny because those two had great chemistry together until the match started, and then the matches were always just fucking terrible. But, they wanted one to lose. Yeah, that's I know true. one. It's a little bit modern. I have a modern one too. R Truth versus John Cena, Capital Punishment. Jesus, <laughs> the fuck was that about? He reached up into the wrestling rectum for that one. I forgot all about it. <laughs> the only reason why I remember that one is because that was right before the fucking CM Punk stuff. Mm-hmm. Another one I had was the uh, the uncensored three tiered cage deal. Oh God! 
No. That was fucking horrible. <laughs> the fucking doomsday cage. Yes, the doomsday cage. <laughs> With the alliance and Hulkamania. <laughs> God damn it. Wooey. <laughs> God, it was bad. It was God so bad. God damn it. <laughs> and the other one I had was very modern. And it was because the match... It was a combination of things. It was a combination of the match shouldn't have happened. Because nobody gave a fuck about it. So it was bad booking. And it never should have main evented at WrestleMania. Because nobody gave a fuck about it. And it was bad booking. And the crowd reaction. And the fact that it was a 16 hour pay-per-view. And blah, 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 blah. And that's Roman Reigns and Triple H at WrestleMania. Oh my god. Yep. The one where they came out in like the doom buggies or whatever. Oh yes. That was terrible. It was terrible. It was the Hogan warrior of its generation. It was fucking awful. No matter what they did, it was not going to be good. And the only reason I'd say it's different is because Hogan and warrior were probably like, man, our match sucked a dick. (laughs) Hogan <laughs> even said it, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, that match sucked a dick. That was horrible. But Triple H is like, we killed it, man. <laughs> we had we gave, we gave the people what they wanted, even though they didn't know they wanted it. <laughs> and Hogan's like, my match sucked a dick. I know one that was fucking bad. The, uh, oh, fuck, what was the Halloween Havoc, the fucking cage, the like, fuck cage. Hogan and Flair? No, 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 no. With that duel of the butcher, man, <laughs> Cactus Jack. Chamber of Horrors? Yes. That technically wasn't the main event. That match went on first. I understand, but it was the the main... Oh, fuck. What is it? Main attract, attraction or whatever. Yeah, it had one of the main billings on that show. All right. Um, did you guys do all do that? Uh, sorry, did you guys do your three? I lost count. I did. Okay, so I got mine. So I only got two of them because you guys said Hogan and Warrior, and that universally panned as being terrible. <clears throat> um, but honestly, the one I hated more than that was uh, Hulk Hogan versus Brutus Beefcake. <coughs> Starcade. Oh God, yeah. Wait, technically Hogan versus the Butcher. Where fucking he finds out that it's fucking Brutus. Well, that's the the. Well, yeah. The uh, um. Yeah, sorry. That was uh, this was the payoff to that storyline. Was that it was Beefcake that kept attacking Hulk Hogan in the mask and. Bing, bang, boom. Now he's the butcher. He's butchered the relationship. And now the main event of Starcade is going to be Hulk Hogan versus Brutus Beefcake. So Gar- bad. Pure garbage. Nate? You, you know, WCW was the kings of bad fucking main events. Yeah. They would have very, very good undercards and then just. I think start at the end. Well, they're not the, the, of it anymore now. Well, I, I, 
I guess I could say that the action's better, but WWF they're having a hard or WWE they have a hard time with it. Well, unfortunately, with WWE, uh, it's I was like I was telling Nate earlier. I think that they would fucking do greatly from having like an off season or something where we're not all the fucking time. Or the How can you miss anybody? I know he'll never do that, but it's like you fucking can't miss anybody when it's shoved up your throat twenty four seven. I mean, what do you see happening for WrestleMania this year? There ain't a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, Nate, you back? Yes. Did you hear my other one? Beefcake and Hogan. Yeah, Oof. Starcade. Yeah. And the wor- the thing about that one. The, the, that's worse than that. That, in my opinion, is worse than Hogan and Warrior. And, and here's why I agree with you almost because if they would have done Hogan and the Butcher at Halloween Havoc, or they would have been done Hogan at the and the Butcher at Slamboree, or something like that, that would have been a different thing. But you just main evented Starcade. You know what I mean? Like. That's a secondary pay-per-view. That's not your version of WrestleMania pay-per-view main event. At least... Um, like Hogan and Warrior... I'm not even, a fan of the Ultimate Warrior. Even though the match was terrible... At least Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior made some money in the wrestling business. Well, and that's what, what I was about I to say. Was, made some money, drew some money in the wrestling business. Hogan and Warrior was terrible, but at least Hogan and Warrior was deserved of top billing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hogan and the Butcher? I'll say one that was really, really bad, and I know I'm not trying to take Aaron's thunder, but uh, fucking Goldberg versus uh, Kurt Henning. Was that... uh, was Was it Road Wild? Bash of the Beach. Bash of the Beach. I know, but was that the main event? Well, to me, it's like it was the fucking world title. I'm sorry. To me, I don't care what anybody says. The world title is going to be the main event. Okay, well, I have a hard time like blasting anything that Mr. Perfect's in. <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. What you got? What do you mean? Question. Oh. I didn't get to say my last man. No, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Dick. (laughs) (laughs) SummerSlam 1995. Diesel and Mabel? Diesel and Mabel. That was pretty bad. Ah. That match that match was also Mabel's, you know, like, the minute that match was over, his career was over, as far as a main eventer goes. Like this, yeah, because they... if you ask fucking Kevin Nash, he fucking, because Diesel would fucking sit out on someone's back. I mean, they still, they still had him in that feud with The Undertaker and stuff, but yeah, the minute Kevin Nash went to the back in that match and, and was like, Vince, that motherfucker's reckless... It was over for, for Mr. Nelson Frazier. And that match was fucking awful. 
Yep. <laughs> just trash. And which you, you know, know that... if you watch it, it's not a. It's leading up to it. SummerSlam nineteen ninety five isn't a bad show. No. No, but you can't put. It's Kevin... a horrible time in wrestling, but it's not a bad show. You can't put Nash and 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 Mabel in the ring. To mate to be the last match in a show where you just had Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels do a ladder match. Yeah, or you can't put Kevin Nash and Mabel in a ring where you just had Barry Horowitz fight Chris Candido, <laughs> or anything else before it. Yep. Now let me ask you guys a question real quick. Do you think that? Nash knew it sucked and fucking went back to the back and be like, oh, he's fucking, he's unsafe to save his own ass. I think he knew it sucked, but he, he still thought the guy was unsafe. Because from everything I heard, that was like a lead up of, like a build up of things, like people bitching about Mabel. And then finally Kevin Nash, since he was a champ, was the guy that said, hey, this guy sucks a dick. Yeah. Who's questions next? Kyle. Mine. <laughs> Mine. <sighs> Do you... How do I want to put this? I don't know. It's your question. <laughs> I know. Okay. Do you think that it hurts the legitimacy of a title to have it change all the time? Like the WWE Championship or the World Championship? No. And I'll explain my answer. Okay. I don't think that it hurts the credibility of the championship for it to change frequently. If, if, and I'm talking about Steve Austin, The Rock, Mick Foley, Triple H. If the caliber of talent makes it believable that they would constantly be trading the title back and forth. Does that make sense? I've always thought of it this way. Like, oh, go ahead. Okay. No, okay. Listen, listen. Listen, Linda. (laughs) I think you guys misunderstood my question. Go ahead with your... I was just going to say that if, um, like, you know, the Super Bowl championship, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. This football team and the, these two football teams, they play all year to get to the Super Bowl championship. All right, championship game, which is basically their WrestleMania. And then say the 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 Dallas Cowboys, they win the Super Bowl championship. And then the next night, they have to defend their championship. Then they have to defend their championship. And, like, every single game that the Dallas Cowboys were in was for the championship. Eventually, the Dallas Cowboys, they're not going to go a whole year without losing a, losing a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now, all of a sudden, the whoever is the champions now, and now they have to go independent. They're not going to go on. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, no one wrestler, it, to me, I'm not saying I want it to be week to week to week to week. We're getting a new champion every week. But to me, it's more believable if somebody's a champion for three months than if they're a champion for two years. In my opinion. That's what I think. And that's true because 
I mean, if you think about it in that way, uh, which is kind of kind of lends itself to what I was saying about the caliber of talent, in that it's it's kind of like okay, like the boxing champion, you know, Oscar De La Hoya does not have a fight every night, every single week, right? Every night. So Oscar De La Hoya might hold his title for six months because he might have two fights in six months. But the, the the wrestling champion has a fight at least, if not on weekly television, at least once a month at a pay-per-view. So it is more believable that a wrestling title would change hands more because the champion's defending the title more. Now, what I was saying about caliber of talent... Plus a motherfucker might throw a fireball. <laughs> what I was saying about caliber of talent is... It's more believable when you have a higher caliber of talent competing for the titles than it is at a time maybe where you don't have a higher caliber of talent competing for the titles. Because let's be honest, it was probably more believable when Bruno was the champion for seven years because there really wasn't a lot of guys on the roster better than him. But you move into the Attitude Era. Huh? Which is pretty sad. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I I, I don't want to knock the guy, but Bruno San Martino, he ain't lighting the world on fire. Especially not now, because he's fucking dead. But, yeah. but Kyle, what were you saying about clarifying the question? Okay, so every year, like, okay, like the WWE Championship, every so many years, they change the design and they change it up and make it look different. Mm-hmm. Do you lose some of the lineage because? Oh, you're just example, with him like changing the look of it. Yeah, because oh. the perfect example, you know, like changing the title from the person to person. Well, I mean, right? and that's an interesting subject as well. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> we, we completely ruined your fucking question. I'm <laughs> well, sorry. That's why I was trying to say. And they, Aaron's like, no, listen, Linda, I I know you're right, Kyle. <laughs> but no, um. Think about it, like the WWE Tag Team Championships, okay? Which are you look back, fucking ugly, by the way. But anyway. Well, and they are ugly. But, you know, we're used to the the ones we grew up were with were the... It said, um, it said World in Red in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better to keep the titles the same way instead of changing them all the time? Because now you got to the point where the WWE Championship doesn't mean shit. And, you know, it's hard to trace back the lineage or whatever of it. They can say, oh, this is lineage. But the fact is that, you know, it doesn't. The only title, the only titles in the WWE now that have a, like a strict 100% direct lineage are the WWE Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. Other than yeah. that, other than that, everything else is just diluted. I mean, it's just diluted in in brand splits and and all that shit. Like it's just it's so diluted now. It's it's hard to even keep track of anything. And then the Universal Title, there has not been for the Universal Title. There hasn't been a definitive Universal Champion yet. That title hasn't no. even been established yet, you know. And but yet, but yet, when you watch, they make it seem like that's the most 
coveted title that there ever could be. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, again, like I said, is I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that that sees this for what you know that feels this way. But to me, it's bullshit that you know. If you have a world championship, keep it the same. Don't keep changing it over and over because then, you know, when you look back in the history, it's like, well, is that the is that the NWA championship or I mean, look how prestigious the NWA title is. Mm-hmm. If I was going to pick a title to win, it would be that one. I'm not saying and I agree with you, but I'm not, I'm not saying never change it. But you're right. I mean, aesthetically, it would still the WWE Championship would have so much more prestige if it still looked like the golden. Like the, I mean, let's let's well, be you never honest. Changed it. If you never changed it, if you never changed it, you'd still have people walking around with that that fucking one with like green leather. Well, no, and I'm not saying she had. I'm not saying you never change it, but wouldn't it hold more prestige if it was still the Golden Wing Championship, the the Eagle Championship? Like, but I guess technically for us, that's yeah. What... But the same person that said wouldn't hold more prestige if it was the same one that Bob Backlund had, right? Was a green one with the big plates on the side of it. <laughs> I guess I'm just pissed off the fact that it has a giant WWE fucking logo on it. To me, the Eagle Championship is the greatest belt ever. It is. I like the big gold belt. I like the big gold belt, but the winged eagle is my favorite championship belt ever. Which every eagle has wings, so I don't understand that. <laughs> ask your <laughs> ask your fucking question. Why don't you just call it the wing or the eagle belt? <laughs> this will be our last question, so you get to be the because main the wings well, are like prominent. Questions left. What? I have like two good questions. Well, I have like two too, but all right, fine. We'll just keep going until we pass out. What's your next question? Virgil, racists or not racist? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Kidding. Kidding. Uh, he was racist. It was pretty racist. <laughs> yeah, but he's a son he of a... He was a man. He, yeah, but he's a no-good son of a bitch, so whatever. <laughs> Which, real quick... I only have uh, two questions. I know, but real well, quick, I technically have three. I technically have three questions. The other day I was in Walmart... And I saw that they have a Virgil you saw Virgil pushing cart. No, they have a Virgil uh, action figure, and he comes with a sign that says WWE Superstar Virgil <laughs> for at the conferences. <laughs> that was the funniest damn thing I ever saw. <laughs> Look it up; it's great. <laughs> Yeah, do that for forty bucks. <laughs> I watched that dude. I watched that dude. All right, okay. He was getting ready to go take a shit at a convention, and there was a guy that was just like taking pictures with people with his cell phone. I saw that Long, too. Teddy Long was like, "Sure, player," and he just took a picture with his phone, and it just kept on going. And then the dude stopped Virgil. And Virgil was like, how much money you got? And like the guy started counting out his money. And Virgil let him count. And he got past what Virgil would normally pay you or make you pay for his table. 
I swear that guy got to like 60 bucks and Vir- Virgil was like, that's good. I just took it from him and took the picture and then went and like, bought a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I had never liked Virgil until I saw that. I was like, my prize, Virgil. Okay, <laughs> <clears throat> right, hang on, hang on. I know, I know that this is audio and you can't see it, but hang on, I'm sending you guys. All right, Aaron, what's your question in the meantime? Um, I have two real questions and then one silly question. Okay. So we're going to keep the, we're going to dwindle it down to two. I'm going to keep my silly questions. So do you want the first good question I thought about or the last good question I thought about? Because I wrote them in order. First. First? Mm-hmm. What makes a good finisher? Not like, huh? Not in like porno style. <laughs> on wrestling, what makes a good finisher? Not being used over and over. Well, something yeah, that's believable. That's what I mean. Oh, I mean like you know. Whoa! I'm gonna I'm gonna use two examples to explain my answer. A good finisher is the DDT, a bad finisher is the people's elbow. A good finisher looks like that it would if it was real, it would end a match. Like I would be out cold after a DDT, but I could probably kick out after a people's elbow. Yeah. Mine would be that you could get it on anybody. Yeah. Believably. Yeah. That that makes sense too. Yeah. When you look through the history of, there's there's been a lot of goddamn dumb fucking finishers. Yes. Like you know what's actually a really believable finisher that does, I I think doesn't get enough credit for being as good a finisher as it was was the mandible claw. Yeah. Like that one actually has some goddamn science behind it. <laughs> you know, like well, fuck. To me, the most <laughs> legitimate finisher of all time is just Big Show just punching you in the fucking face. <laughs> well, yeah, you got a frying pan size hand knocking yeah, you the fuck punching out. Punching you in the fucking face. I think one of the most ridiculous I think, is... I, huh? I was going to say, I think one of the most ridiculous is the stunner. Yeah, you can hit the stunner on anybody, though. Yeah, but still, it's like, I'm just going to stand up. Like, I'm not going to go down with you. Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Big Show just punching you in the fucking face. That's the best. That's the greatest finisher ever. I wish they could. I wish Michael Cole could call it. Could have called it that way. My favorite finisher. He's on pay per view. Why couldn't he say it? Why couldn't he just be like, "Ow, oh, the Big Show just punched him right in the fucking face." <laughs> The the great my favorite finisher, uh, or actually I won't say my favorite finisher, but to me the most believe and this kind of goes with what you were saying about the stunner, Kyle. The most believable finisher ever is the DDT. Right. Because I've hooked your head. I, I I'm a wrestler. I weigh two hundred and sixty pounds, and your head is under my arm. It's not above it where you can stay. St- you know what I'm saying. I'm putting right. all of my weight on your neck and your head, and I'm driving you into the mat. 
there's no way that you could unless you're close to the rope and you could hold onto the rope for a counterweight there's really no way you could get out of the DDT I think an effective finisher is the ankle lock mm-hmm. that's a fucking damn fine finisher because that's going to fuck you up so I say the DDT, you say the ankle lock, and Aaron says uh, the big show's big Thanks fucking hand. Fuck face. <laughs> and knocking you the fuck out. <laughs> and nobody took it better than Chris Jericho. <laughs> Cody took a pretty good knockout punch, too. I know, but Chris Jericho took it amazing. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he's like... He's the last of the great breed, too. Like he's the he's the last he's the last one, the last one that would be like willing to go out there and either make himself look like a complete asshole for his friends, or if he didn't like you, would just make you look like shit. Secondly, you know what? And nobody would do anything to him. Actually, you said that, and it reminded me of something. You know what? I, and it doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. But you know what? I think one of the greatest, like, and I don't. I don't know if they wrote it like this from the beginning to wind up being what it was or if they stumbled upon it. But you know one of my favorite like comeuppance for a heel ever is? 2006. Okay. Triple H broke Big Show's hand. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, fuck. I broke his punching hand, and now he has his punching hand, and it's got a cast on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the greatest fucking I things. in concrete, basically. <laughs> it is one of my favorite fucking like heel comeuppance ever. Like Triple H, when Triple H realizes that he just broke, he just. Well, he doesn't realize it when he broke it, but it's like three weeks later he realizes that he just put concrete <laughs> on the. <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. It's just the look on his face, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Am I doing my last question? Yes. You yeah. Okay. Didn't know if Nate wanted to go. Yeah. All right. Last question. <laughs> Last question. Is Danny DeVito considered a midget? I've never known. How tall is Danny DeVito? I don't know. I'll find out right now. Hang on. Is he a midget or is he a normal man? Or, is, an, or is he an Asian carpet? What does that mean? I don't know. He's a little carpet. Like he's furry and he's round. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, wow. He's four foot ten. <laughs> Four ten? Yeah. Is that considered midget level? I'm looking that up right now. <laughs> God <laughs> bless the internet. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yes, he would be because uh, it's anyone under four foot ten. And you so- said he was how tall? So he's barely a midget. Four foot ten, so he is he is king of the midgets. He's not a he's not a midget and he's not a regular sized man. He's the tallest huh? He's not a midget, he's not a regular sized man, he's a DeVito. So he is he is right at the right at the He's at the yeah, he's at the threshold or whatever. 
So in the land of midgets, he's a giant. <laughs> he's the king. He's the he's big king show. Midget. King midget. He's the big show in the land of midgets. Yeah. And in Big Fish, he looks like Ron Jeremy. Have <laughs> seen Big Fish? Yeah, oh yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. But when he stands up after he, like, finds out that he's the wolf man, he stands up and he's, like, naked or whatever in the out in the wilderness. I'm like, he should play Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, I needed to know that, and now I know. <laughs> he is right at the cusp. There, there's, there's several things that I've learned as I've gotten older, and I figured it out on my own. But I've never been able to figure out one was Danny DeVito a midget, and two, how does a microwave actually work? <laughs> All right, real quick. Here's a fun. Like, how's my food hot, but the thing inside isn't when I grab it? How, how tall? What do you the think fuck? Joe is? Huh? How tall do you think Joe Pesci is? Five foot. He is five foot four. What is he, a clown to you? (laughs) We were trying to figure out the other day. He's here to make you laugh? (laughs) We were trying to figure out the other day at work if we were like a mob, like all all the managers, if we were like the mob, who we would be. And my buddy was like, you'd be Tommy DeVito. Which is from Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. That's what he said I'd be. He's like, you're just mad all the time, but you're funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a clown deal? I'm here to fucking make you laugh. Wait a minute, I'm getting shine box. You ain't heard nothing. You want to hear Yeah, that's a great movie. <laughs> but yeah, I was worried about Joe Pesci. Because <clears throat> you hadn't seen him in a while? I seen uh, him. We put... Holy shit. Gary Coleman was four foot eight. He was two inches smaller than fucking David what you, DeVito. What you talking about, Willis? <clears throat> so you say was? Something. Is Gary Coleman dead? Yeah. yeah. Dead. Oh. He died a short while ago. <laughs> Did he die of a different stroke? <laughs> Or was it just a regular stroke? It was a different one. Woo! Normally I try to make other people laugh, but I really made myself laugh with that joke. Sorry. (laughs) Are we done? Carried his body out. I think we are. What? They carried him out like it was an apartment in a body sack. The procession went over uh, two bridges. They are called the Todd Bridges. And <laughs> no, don't laugh at that joke. It was terrible. Huh? How tall are you? I don't know, like 5'9", five, 5'8". Five, well, Jennifer Aniston's only 5'5", five, five, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of some more Gary Coleman jokes. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> I think so. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start playing Tootsie. All right. We want to thank everybody for joining us. You want to hear Tootsie? All right. Hold on. I'm gonna post on Facebook here a picture of Virgil. That's funny. Keep it being. 
The only person that was more pathetic to him was his dad. Oscar. We on a mission! It was uncomfortable seeing their estranged relationship, though. But they were in the same building at the same time, and they would not speak. <laughs> and then the crazy part was, like, Oscar came out after sitting there all morose. <laughs> like a like a sad little little fat man. Then he came out and he lit it up with his rap. It's like if he would have done that at the, the autograph signing, I would have gave him twenty bucks. They probably gave him a line of blow before he went out or something. That shit's in their contracts, you know. <laughs> Kyle, say goodbye to our listeners. Goodbye, listeners. Aaron, you have like. 10 seconds. Say goodbye to our listeners. Goodbye, listener. <laughs> we appreciate your support. And thank you for joining us on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. We will um, probably see the rest of you after Christmas. That'll be the next episode. That being said, after the new year, we'll have our new schedule. We'll get into that on the next episode. But thank you for joining us. On the We Can't Wrestle podcast, and from the uh, the whole crew here, have a very Merry Christmas, listeners. We appreciate your support. <laughs>